Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hello and welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. If you're new, welcome. I'm so grateful you're here. My name is Krista Williams and I'm one half of Almost 30. My other half, my bestie, Lindsay Simsick, and I started this about seven years ago and we've been doing it ever since then. And we are all about sharing our process very openly with you, sharing what's worked, what's helped us. And we really want to be that big sis that's going to support you in your evolution and in your journey and process. And today's episode is going to be just with me. It's a solo. We love to do solo episodes every once in a while, sharing some teachings, some insights, some wisdom, some things we got going on in an effort to be authentic and real with you. And a few months ago, I shared with you all publicly about my separation, my divorce, whatever you want to call it. We were spiritually married. We were never legally married. I don't really know what to call it. It doesn't even really matter to me, but it was a breakup of epic proportions. And you can listen to that episode where I talk a little bit more about how to know when to let go of your relationship. So some of the ways in which I was able to understand and process that this relationship had ended, you know, that the relationship as it was in the way that it was during our time was over and we needed to move on to another stage of our relationship and now into a friendship. And so that one's a really powerful one. And that one really talks about more of the impetus around the separation and breakup process. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about the things that I've learned going through a breakup, going through a divorce. So I'll be using those words, separation, breakup, divorce interchangeably. If it triggers you, I don't know what to tell you, but that's just something that I'm working with and navigating it is because it wasn't a real marriage, but we did have a wedding, blah, 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 blah. But this portal And the things that I've gone through in this process have been some of the deepest learnings of my life. And I've just felt like ending a 10-year relationship with someone that I grew up with, that I became who I was with, has been so instrumental and so powerful. And sometimes breakups and endings of relationships provide us with the deepest growth and the deepest opportunity in our lives to be who we are and to reclaim the parts of us that we've lost along the way and to step into more magnetism, and to step into more truth, and to step in to a life that we love. And for so long at the end of our relationship, God bless, but I was so unaligned, and I felt so out of my authenticity, and I felt so out of my truth. And I felt so scared, honestly, because I felt so depressed, and I felt so unaligned that I had this fear that I would never actually live a life that I wanted, Because in the spiritual community, there's such a focus on alignment and there's such a focus on having a high vibration and all of those things that when I was in that phase, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling low vibrational, feeling unaligned, I was like, wow, I'm actually doomed. (laughs) Not only am I in a relationship that doesn't feel like it's my highest expression, but I'm also feeling unaligned, feeling low vibrational. And that means that my dream life is never going to happen or come true. This is a horrible feeling. 
it was a horrible, horrible process of shaming myself for being where I was. And that is one of the learnings that I want to impart upon this journey was that it is so important and instrumental that we allow ourselves to be where we are in our process and have more kindness to where we are in our process. And because I was not only in the process of discovering and determining and understanding that this marriage was no longer serving me and no longer serving him, but then I had the spiritual community voice, the spiritual ego voice of, well, not only are you going to be going through a breakup, but you're also low vibrational because you're sad and you're also unaligned. And so life is just going to be miserable and you're probably not even going to ever be successful or have what you want or have abundance or manifest blah, blah, blah. And it was just so painful to not allow myself the space and grace and the kindness of being in a process and being respectful to myself about my process. And I even felt like that with some of the relationships that I was in where they would kind of rush me along the path in a way that felt and feels to this day disrespectful. So what that would look like would be me opening up about where I was at in my relationship and the things that I was feeling. And there would be, you know, instead of question asking and curiosity and kindness, there would be immediate like, well, what if the relationship's just over? What if the relationship is complete? What if you're just done? What if, you know, there's another path or alignment for you, all the spiritual jargon? And I just resent that so much because I just feel like people cannot see their path until they are ready to see it for themselves. And when we just do not give them the opportunity to have the beauty of their experience of their path's discovery, we are robbing them of so much. So in that case, just robbing me of the experience of figuring it out on my own. So by telling me, what if it's just over? What if you're just done? It's like, also, firstly, let's just keep it 100 I'm not stupid, honey. I had very well thought of that myself. I have thought in my head, maybe this is it. Maybe we shouldn't be together. Maybe we should break up. Maybe, you know, it's not meant for us. Maybe, you know, da-da-da-da. So that isn't even a question and isn't even really necessary with me. Maybe this is just me in particular because I've obviously thought about that. I'm not stupid. I'm a runner, so I think about leaving mostly immediately and when things get hard. I'm working on it and I no longer do that, but that was my pattern. But when people are coming to us with problems or issues or wanting help or wanting support or wanting to be seen or wanting to be heard, it's so important that we give them the grace and confidence to allow them to be where they are. And this is why therapy is so beautiful. My therapists are so powerful because it is part of their job to not rush your process. It is part of their job to be with you where you are. Ask questions that help you reveal the next step in your path, but not tell you where to go. And when we tell people what to do, we take them away from their power. We keep them from being in their power because we're telling them what to do. And I've never wanted to be in this dynamic with my community. I've never wanted to be in this dynamic with any of the people that I work with. I've never wanted to be in this dynamic with my friendships. I do not know what it is that you should do. I have people DM me all the time if they should break up with their partner, if they should break up with their significant other. And I do not have that answer for you. If you are asking me, it is telling me something about where you are in your process, that there might be more inquiry for you if you're asking a stranger about what you should do. I can give you helpful information. I can tell you what my journey and path was like, but I can't tell you what to do. And if I did that, I would rob you of the most beautiful thing 
ever. The most empowering thing, another part of this conversation that I want to just share with you, is being able to make a hard decision for yourself sounds hard and it sounds not fun. And I think there's the part of us that's like, ooh, hard decision is hard. Me no like hard. Me like comfortable. But we have to remember that that is how we build confidence. I have built my confidence by making hard decisions that may have not made sense for other people, but made sense for me. I have built my confidence by making hard decisions that may not have made sense for other people, but have made sense for me. And that is also me aligning and following my soul's path. Carl Jung talks about our paths, and he says, if the path in front of you is clear, you are probably following someone else's. And I think this is so important that when we think about our journeys in relationships, whether it's romantic or friendship or familial, it might not make sense what you're doing. So if you're deciding to place a boundary with a family member, if you're deciding to re-engage with a family member that people label as toxic, if you're deciding to stay in a friendship with someone that people don't really like or understand, if you're deciding to end a relationship with that perfect person that looks amazing on paper, other people might not understand why you're doing what you're doing. For me, when this separation came about and I had to tell my family, they were shocked because they were not privy to the process. They were not privy to what was going on behind the scenes. I'm very private in some ways. And so they had no idea what was going on. They had no idea about the ins and outs of our relationship. And from what they saw, it was perfect. My dad said, of every single person in a room, if we were to be in Disney, I would have never thought that you two would have separated. And I'm like, yes, that is because on paper, all of the things look really good, check out really well, but that's not how it felt for me behind the scenes or in the relationship. And this also leads me to my other point that I wanted to bring through in this conversation around incompatibility. I am juggling quite a bit lately. <laughs> I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, if you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. <laughs> Shervin has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, uh, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, so let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, so I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. 
I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L3-inate. Um, it's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time. Right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay. This app has been with me through seasons of wanting to prevent pregnancy and also get pregnant. The app is Natural Cycles. It is a leading women's health company that they created the world's first FDA cleared birth control app. So the app's algorithm uses hormone driven changes in body temperature to let users know when they're fertile and not fertile. It is so easy y'all. Every single morning I wake up, I have the uh, thermometer on my bedside table and then I take my temperature. I input the temperature into the app and boom, there you go. Um, it is 93% effective with typical use and 98% effective with perfect use. It's pretty incredible. Um, I know a lot of people are just thinking about their birth control. Uh, a lot of people are going off hormonal birth control. This is an incredible incredible, incredible option for you. I've been using it for a couple years now. Um, and again, it is so easy. So the algorithm uses the body temperature to determine where a user is at in their cycle. The more they measure, the more data it will have. Um, and if you have an aura ring, by the way, it syncs with your aura ring and it'll take your temperature automatically. Pretty cool. You can trust Natural Cycles for the past 10 years. They have been setting the precedent for non-hormonal and non-invasive birth control without sacrificing effectiveness. They were the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control app, and the first birth control app to integrate with that wearable device, the Aura Ring. They're the best. I'm excited for you all. Listen, as our listener, you are going to get a discount plus a free thermometer, baby. Use code almost 30 at naturalcycles.com to get 15% off an annual subscription plus a free thermometer. That's naturalcycles.com. You're going to use the code almost 30 to get 15% off an annual membership and a free thermometer. And incompatibility is such a huge topic of conversation in my brain with the parts of me that I think needs to be had more often. So often I see so many people, and this is what I was doing for so long, strong arming their relationship and forcing a relationship with someone where they're incompatible with that person and trying to make a relationship work, trading their authenticity for approval, if we're going to go a Gabor Mate way, to be accepted, to be loved, to be in this relationship with someone that they're actually not compatible with. In the highest vision, the highest timeline, the highest expression of us exists, loving someone, but knowing we can love them from a distance and we don't need to be in relationship with them because we're incompatible. So, so many people are in relationships with people that they're actually incompatible with and they're trading their authenticity every single day 
and they're actually feeling so much pain from trying to make something work with someone that it just is not going to work with. In my relationship, we were essentially incompatible. My values were different. His values were different. What he saw for his life was different. How he wanted to communicate was different. How he wanted to express and live and all these things were incompatible. And we had such a deep connection and friendship and love and respect for one another and so much play and fun and all the things that it essentially was masking the truth of at the core, we are not compatible. Our trauma and wounds were compatible to bring us to this place where we could have a deep understanding and learning and so much transformation and growth in our process and the relationship served exactly what it needed to serve. It provided me with so much depth and learning and growth and transformation and a way of understanding and being with myself that I would have never had without it. But essentially, we were forcing this type of being or way of being where we were being completely inauthentic to ourselves by trying to make it work. There's this belief in our culture and society around being bad or not being liked or not being accepted. And I think we have this huge fear of not being accepted or liked so much so that we force ourselves in relationships, friendships, coworkers, whatever, with people that maybe we don't even really like. They don't even bring out the best in us. They don't even want the best for us. They aren't even people that we would choose if we could choose, if we had the self-worth to choose. But we're staying with them because we feel like we have to because we're a bad person if we don't. And in my relationship as well, or in relationships that I've been in, even not even just this one, I've had to really reckon with that part of me that really, really desires to be seen as good and seen as nice and seen as lovable and seen as well-liked by everyone. The people pleaser. The people pleaser really, really doesn't care about compatibility because the people pleaser is the hungry ghost part of me that's like, we could be incompatible or not. I still need you to like me. I still need you to love me because in doing that, that's what makes me lovable is that other people accept and like me. So what do I have to do? How do I have to change myself? Who do I have to be to make this work? Because I need you to like me for me to like myself. Codependency as well. And so this was happening for me for so long where I was probably over a year and a half turning myself inside out to figure out what was wrong with me, figure out what I could look at, what I could heal, what I could understand, what I could shift, what I could transform. And that was incredibly powerful because I saw parts of myself and I saw parts of who I am that I would have never seen without it. But in the end, I will never forget. We had just had this really hard fight and experience. And the last months I committed to being in my heart. I was like, it's making me emotional thinking about it. But yeah, I had committed to being in my heart. I was like, if I make one commitment, I will stay open hearted in the end of this. And I remember sitting on the side of my bed. And we were just kind of going at it. And I remember hearing my higher self be like, you know, for the right person, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be yourself. For the right person, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be yourself. And I remember that experience of feeling like, wow, there is this part of me that is desiring this experience where even in my imperfection, even in my mess, even in my try, even in my fail, even in my emptiness, even in my fullness, even every bit of my expression and, and desire that I will be met with someone that can be there and hold all of it. 
And because we were in a situation where we were incompatible and we were trading our authenticity because we were desiring to have this relationship, we both weren't being true to ourselves and we both were trying to be perfect because by being perfect, we perceived to have a better chance to save the relationship. Because if you're perfect, you're not going to fight. You're going to say the right things. You're going to be able to avoid conflict. You're going to be able to make them love you. You'll get their approval. You'll be all these things. And in relationship, it's not about being perfect. It's really not about being perfect. I pray that you have relationships in your life where you feel like you don't have to be perfect. And I think that's what I'm really cultivating in my female friendships right now is is breaking down the barriers and the walls that perfectionism puts around us because we have this really deep desire to feel like with perfection comes love. Social media feeds into this incredibly well. You know, we're feeding that persona, as Carl Jung says, the mask so much. And that mask oftentimes is us being perfect, us presenting a perfect life. And I'm not saying that I don't do that either. I'm also exploring in my life how I can sort of break that barrier in the social media space to not feel like I'm presenting a perfect sense of self. But when we are feeling like we have to be perfect or we have to put on or we have to say the right thing and do the right thing, we're actually not leaving space for love because love is when you are loving someone as if they already were perfect, even when they're not being perfect. And it's really that control and desire that if you act a certain way, then I will love you. If you say this thing, then I will love you. And that was one of the huge, huge lessons and learnings of my process within this and something that felt incredibly transformative for me and actually inaccessible for me in a lot of ways. I never thought it would be possible to transform love in the way that we have. We were together for 10 years. We've now been loving and friends and kind and we make fun of ourselves. Like we laugh all the time. We like, he got a new car and I was like, is this your bachelor mobile? We'll just like fuck around with each other all the time about like, well, now that I'm a divorcee, we'll just like joke. Joy and play was a core component of our relationship. So it was easy for us to bring that through. But being able to transform love, I never thought would be possible. I had been in relationships and breakups that had pretty much been like blow ups where something big had happened or I had waited till we had to break up or I cheated or they cheated or whatever the heck was. So to know that I had the possibility and capability of transforming love from romantic to friend with someone and not having love go anywhere, but love be transformed, I never thought was possible. Okay, small daily actions. They just make a big difference. And I just cannot emphasize this enough. It creates this cascade effect and honestly a snowball effect. (laughs) So one begets the next really great positive small action, but it almost has like a bigger impact as the day, as the week goes on. Um, And I'm just someone who very much believes in this, whether you're like smiling at a stranger or maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to practice your meditation or maybe read part of the book that you're loving, uh, or maybe you integrate a healthy habit, like taking a probiotic, which is something that I've been doing for a few years now. I've been taking seeds DSO one daily symbiotic and I love it. And I've just noticed that this is the catalyst at the beginning of the day for a 
ton of healthy choices that I make. Um, and I've noticed a difference when I don't take it. Um, I forgot on vacation a few months ago and I noticed a difference. I was bloated. I wasn't as regular. I started to get a little breakout on my chin. Things are just going haywire. Um, so I'm just so thankful for seed. If you are someone who wants to support your gut or your skin digestion, your gut barrier integrity, oh, I recommend seed. Their DSO-1 daily symbiotic is incredible. What is different about Seed? So Seed's patented capsule and capsule design is so unique. It basically means that the fragile bacteria within the capsule can survive the journey. So from like shipping to your door to when you put it in your body all the way through your GI tract, um, all without synthetic or chemical coatings. Um, and this was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They are the best in the space. Um, so I just, I trust them and I've experienced incredible results. So trust your gut with Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost and use the code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash almost. The code is 25almost. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app. Um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. 
when we talk about the work and the growth and all the things in the spiritual space, being able to alchemize love, transform love, not have love lost, but have love transformed is what it's all about. And I'm not just saying that because I did it, but I'm just saying that sometimes the simplest things that we have access to, if we are keeping love at the forefront and the center, are the most powerful things that we can do. How can we stay in our hearts? How can we stay in our love? And if you find yourself going through a breakup or going through a relationship transformation or season to make it the most powerful portal for you, to make it the most helpful portal for you, to make it something that will transform your life in a way that will bring you closer to your spirit and soul and your dream life and the person that you truly desire to be with, by keeping love at the forefront of your mind will change everything. And that is the conscious uncoupling. That is the conscious relationship. That is the true alchemy. The true alchemist is being able to have love at the forefront. And I'm not saying, obviously, that love was there all the time. Something that I deeply regret. I don't regret. I actually don't have any, I don't have any regrets. I'm cool. I don't have regrets. No, but I don't have regrets. I have pauses and I have moments where I feel sad that there was a lot of moments where love was not there and there was a lot of opportunities for love and love was nowhere to be found. And that is one thing that makes me really sad where I think about the times where either he or I was really desperately in need of love and in need of non-judgment and in need of acceptance and in need of something that we were both enabled to provide for one another and that little girl or boy that was present for that situation that got rejected, that got abandoned, that had the same wound perpetuated on is so heartbreaking and sad to think about. It just hurts. And all you can do in that moment in that situation is really be there for that part of you, that inner child, that tender part that really wanted to be loved, that wanted to be seen, that wanted to just be accepted for who they were in that moment. But that is something that has been incredibly painful to think about all the times that love was not present and all the times that we went unconscious and we were unconscious and we were in our pain bodies. Eckhart Tolle, the pain body moment. But the point on love and freedom is one that is so incredibly powerful. And I realized in this process too that I actually think that I love this being more now that we're not together because I'm actually loving him for exactly who he is and not who I want him to be. And when you're incompatible with someone, you're oftentimes loving them because you want them to be something else. You want them to be more spiritual. You want them to be more successful. You want them to be more embodied. You want them to be more masculine. You want them to be more feminine. You want them to be more communicative. You want them to be more in their heart. You want them to be more understanding. You want them to be more successful. You want them to be more attractive. You want them to be more sexy. Whatever the things are, all of those ways of being were actually keeping me from loving him exactly who he is because I had this list of all the things that he wasn't doing or he wasn't fulfilling and he had the same for me, you know, in, in different ways where I was like, okay, he's not X, Y, Z. Then I'm going to withhold love or I'm not going to love him until he does those things. And I remember at the end of our relationship, there was this period in time where I had a desire and I made my values and desires very clear. I was like, this is my desire for my relationship. This is my desire for my life. And these are the values that I hold. And in that moment, 
and the days after just seeing him try to achieve those desires and those the list that I had and then thinking a few days later like oh this actually isn't it because when we're on that hamster wheel of I will appease her I will be loved by her if I do these things that's also not only not love but it's also not sustainable and then you're going to be with someone or be in a relationship with inauthenticity on both sides. I'm asking you to be something other than what you are to love you. And you're doing things other than what you want to do to be loved. And in that, in those days after just realizing like, wow, this is actually it where I'm requiring or requesting a different aspect or way of being from him than he currently is capable of. And I'll only love him if he changes that way of being. And just having to release and be like, wow, the most loving thing is to completely let go, to completely remove any list, any requirements, any desires that I had from him to be other than what he was. And in that, although very painful, although very sad, and although there's still the little girl part of you that's like feeling unsafe because she feels like she didn't get her way or feeling unsafe because she feels like she had a desire for something that didn't manifest or come to fruition there could be an immature part of us or a little girl part of us that's like, if they loved me, they would do this. If they loved me, they would change. If they loved me, they would go to therapy. If they loved me, they would do this thing. If they loved me, they would have a child. If they loved me, they would move. If they love whatever the things are, if they loved me, they would. You know, in the Buddhist philosophy, it's the if-then mentality that really gets us tripped up. But the relationship that I'm seeking, and I'm sure he is too, is the one where there is no negotiation. There is no expectation for the person to be other than what they are. And I think in my capacity in the moments and in the time that we were in our relationship, I didn't have the capacity to really see maybe clearly who I was and what I wanted or the type of relationship that I wanted to be in. But I think it's most important that we have the ability to really love the people that we're with as they are. And that means also for my sweet honeys, it's not being with someone because they have potential. Because that's almost putting yourself in the mommy, son part category. If you're in a hetero relationship as a woman, where you are basically, again, withholding love by seeing potential in someone and seeing that you will eventually love them when they become successful, when they do the thing, when they start to make money when they are in somewhere else than other than what they are. Oh, y'all, I am wearing my shorts and my skirts and my dresses and my legs are out and I'm just so excited about it because I have my Osea Andaria Algae Body Oil and it is keeping me glowing. <laughs> it's making my legs and my arms look just so fresh so alive, to be honest, and so young. Um, I love this product. It is from Osea Malibu. They just know what they're doing over there. They've been doing it for over 28 years. Skincare is their jam. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and is clinically proven, okay? It's infused with seaweed, which is the star of the show here, and I just love the products. They really work. So the body oil is so rich, but it's never greasy. Okay, and it's clinically proven to improve skin elasticity immediately. It's visibly firming your skin and makes the skin feel more sculpted and toned, which we love. It's so amazing. 
overnight, you can do this during the day or overnight. I do it overnight, but I love the Andaria Algae Body Butter because I would just wake up so insanely moisturized. It's indulgent and it's really great for crepey skin. I'll put it on my knees and my elbows and anywhere that's like kind of dry. It's clinically proven to hydrate for 72 hours. It just transforms the skin. You're going to be obsessed. And then finally, the anti-aging body balm. Yo, I mean, hello. Silky lotion serum. It just melts into my skin. I feel like it lifts and tightens and tones all over. I'm obsessed. Perfect for summer, baby. So glow from the inside out with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code A30POD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order. They're so good about that. And free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code a 30pod, A30pod for 10% off. Going back to incompatibility, it's like, how can we recognize and be okay with being incompatible with someone and not expecting them to be anything other than they are? And then also just loving people as they are. And I know that can be really hard in relationships. It can be really scary because you're like, okay, if I love them and they don't have a job, will they ever get a job? If I love them and they don't talk to me in this way or they don't do this thing or they don't listen to this podcast or go to this class or do this thing, then what if they don't do it? And that is going back to the old type of programming around the way that we grew up. A lot of us grew up was that we had to be punished to be moved or motivated. And so we're applying that same principle of being motivating people by punishment, motivating people by withholding love. And so you're saying, I have to withhold love from you in order for you to act in the way that I want you to. Because if I do not withhold love, then you're going to do something that I'm not going to approve of, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be comfortable with. And I don't trust that you're going to be self-motivated enough or have enough self-confidence or self-authority to do the thing without me withholding love. So in my relationship, it would be, if you're not going to the course of the program or the thing, I'm going to withhold from love from you and be mad and not show you love in the way that you like to or, you know, hold back or whatever the thing is in an effort to actually get you to do a thing that you really in your heart don't want to do. And so many of us are caught in this cycle and spiral. And I especially see this with the women that we work with in this desire for the men to be something more powerful, more on purpose, more themselves, more these things. And it's really heartbreaking because there is that desire besides control, to really see the best in people and to see the best in a human and to see their greatness and to see their bigness and to see something for them that they might not see. So in relationship, part of our gifts and the beauty of being in relationship is actually seeing a future for someone that they may not see, seeing the beauty in what they are and who they are and seeing the things that they might not be privy to. I'm always blown away in my relationships that where I'll hear my friends talk and it's almost like I'm I have no idea what they're saying because they're saying something that feels so not true to me. So this will happen when their inner critic comes out and they're criticizing themselves the way they look, the way they are. And you just look at them. You're like, I feel like you're completely delusional. I don't see anything that you see because I only see this magnificent radiant being. So there's the beauty of the seeing that we have in people, but we have to be mindful if we're doing it to control them or make them be something because we're scared if they don't. And the last thing for this, you know, you have to remember in relationships and in breakups, friendships, familial, romantic, if it's good for you, it's good for them. 
So whatever your situation was, however it happened, you have to remember that if you are with someone because you feel bad, because you feel guilty and you're unsure and you don't know and you don't see a future and you're only with them because you're scared, you're only with them because you have fear of the dating pool or what it's like to be single or that you'll never find someone, it is not serving them. You know, it's actually a disservice to them and their path. And you're actually preventing them from actually finding someone that they really love or that someone they could really be with that will really cherish them for who they are. And you're actually also saying to the universe that they might not be worth having someone that could love them exactly who they are and where they are. So in relationships, if you break up with someone, I know it's hard. And sometimes we get so caught up in the hardness of the conversation. That's where we can get tripped up where we're like, oh, I'm scared to have the conversation. But if you are not, if you are with someone and you don't want to be and you know that there's a better future without, It is in best service to them, although painful, to have the conversation. What's best for you is what's best for them. So of the things that I've learned along this process, I've learned that freedom is loving. I've learned that you can't rush your process. I've learned that sometimes you're just incompatible. I've learned that for the right person, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be you. And I've learned that if it's best for you, it's best for them. And I have a few more episodes on this. You can listen to the episode that I did, How to Know When to Let Go. Lindsay, my amazing co-host, has episodes related to her single season, Sacredness of Being Single, that are really, really helpful for anyone in this process. And I'm just really grateful that I can just tap in and tune in with you to share sort of what's on my heart and what I've been really going through. I don't take it for granted one second that I have an amazing community of people within almost 30 that love and respect me and what I do and have been able to give me grace and space in this process. I owe you the world. I love you so much and I owe you the world. So almost30.com for more on the podcast for our partners. You can find information about Lindsay and I. You can find the Sacredness of Being Single program, which is an amazing program about your single season. You can find my flagship program, The Life Edit, which is basically bringing conscious awareness to every single area of your life to have a beautiful, expressive, expansive life that you deserve. We have our membership, which is incredible. I love our members so much. We have amazing deep dives on topics like this every month in the membership. We have so much resource and information for you there. And then Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast on TikTok, and it's Krista. So it's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A on Instagram. And I cannot wait to connect with you there. I love you so much. Thank you for being there with me. Bye-bye.